Hello everybody. By the time you're listening to this recorded version of my ESPNFC column, it's absolutely sure that the first of Spain's two big World Cup qualifiers that I refer to, the match in, in Greece, in Athens, has been won, uh, thanks to a Sarabia penalty, against the Greece side absolutely determined to batter Spain as much as possible. There will have been a lot of sore knees and ankles and ligaments and bruised legs and, and whatever else. Double vision in the case of Gavi. After a game where Greece obviously felt that the only way that they could stop the flow of a, of a now very entertaining, very youthful, increasingly quick passing side was to, was to get roughhouse. In the end, it, it didn't work. But if you're listening to this recording prior to the night of Sunday the 14th of November, what will remain is the need for Spain to draw a win against Sweden in Seville in order to qualify top of their group and go through to the Qatar World Cup. When I wrote this column, it was prior to the first match, but post the squad being announced and post one of the most extraordinary games I've seen in a handful of years. That when Celta Vigo, 3-0 down at halftime in their own stadium, Balaidos against Barcelona, fight their way back and eventually draw 3-3. It was a genuinely extraordinary match. One which could have inspired a column out of the fury I felt about the incessant ineptitude about people's reactions to the game, whereby, because Barcelona drew 3-3 having been 3-0 up, and admittedly broke a stat that, not for 23 years had they been 3-0 up in La Liga and failed to win. People called it disgraceful. They calumnised the character of the Barca players and largely forgot two things. One, that the first 20, 40, 45 minutes was as outstandingly scintillating as Barcelona had played for two or three seasons. And secondly... People tended to forget, as if it weren't important, that the that the three injuries that Barcelona added to their existing injury list meant that they were missing 11 players. The other part of the game that was utterly exceptional featured this man. The strange story of Iago Aspas grows curiouser and curiouser. By the end of last Saturday afternoon, he'd rung Barcelona's bell, again, loudly. By the end of Sunday night, with Spain unable to call up vital strikers like Gerard Moreno, Ferran Torres, Mikel Oyarzabal or Jeremy Pino for their all-or-nothing matches against Greece and Sweden, Aspas' mobile phone hadn't rung. No call and no call-up for the Galician genius again. OK, this hasn't felt like quite such a magical season for the Wizard of the Balaidos, Celta Vigo's talisman, and at this stage, perhaps the most talented, most thrilling player in their entire history. In fact, his goals and assists last season at this stage, seven goals, four assists, compared to five and one this term, are actually there or thereabouts. But the self-confessed ugly detail of poking his finger at Mario Hermoso's eye while the Atleti man was getting red-carded in Vigo, several uncharacteristically bad misses in front of goal, 
plus Celta's deeply irregular form, meant that his charismatic, attack-minded coach, Eduardo Caudet, appealed to loyal Celta fans to rock the Balaido Stadium on the 10-minute mark against Barcelona because, quotes, this would be a great moment to award him a huge ovation. I know it'll help him perform. Caudet, still a relative newbie since arriving from Argentinian football, where the cult of the idiosyncratic superhero player who loves his club more than life itself isn't an alien concept, had done his homework. He knew that Aspas breathes fire when he feels belittled. Aspas loves to be told, you should have been an all-time great at Real Madrid or Barcelona, but they've scorned you. His ego evidently loves to be told, they think you're nothing more than a big fish in a small pond. It's insulting. That fires him up big time. The stats had told Caudet a story. Aspas has a muscular total of 59 goals against Madrid, Barcelona, Atleti, Valencia, Real Sociedad, Sevilla, Villarreal, Athletic and Real Betis. When Spain's traditional big beasts try to hunt Celta down, this local boy with global talent reacts. But against Barca, it's as if there's a personal grudge. In his last 12 league matches against the Catalans, Aspas now has nine goals and three assists. Only one active La Liga player has more goals against the Blaugrana, and that's the mighty Karim Benzema with 10. So, naturally, the Balaidos fans reacted. On the 10th minute, a chorus of adoration rocked the stadium in Vigo. Unfortunately, at the time, the context was Barca, driven to their best football of the last three or four years by teenagers like Ansu Fati, who's 19, Nico Gonzalez, who's also 19, and Gavi, who's 17, spent those first 45 minutes making Iago Aspas look irrelevant as the Catalans cruised to a three-goal lead which didn't flatter them and, in fact, might have been more. Nevertheless, every Superman story requires a cliffhanger moment somewhere on the desperate-to-impossible range. The second half was football's version of water into wine. Celta's attitude was a thousand times better, more aggressive. Barcelona's injuries totted up, the crowd bayed for Blaugrana humiliation, and Aspas simply took the match by the scruff of its neck. The stat that Barca hadn't tossed away a 3-0 lead for nearly a quarter of a century looked wobbly within seven minutes of the restart when Aspas scored. But long before he produced the 96th-minute left-footed diagonal volley, which beat Mark andre Ter Stegen across the face of his goal and nestled just inside the goalpost for 3-3, anyone who was watching, and every Barcelona player, knew it wasn't whether Aspas would produce a genius moment, simply a matter of when. Barnstorming, inspirational, sensational. What football is meant to do for us. However, if Luis Enrique Martinez, former Barcelona coach, former Celta Vigo coach, now Spain coach, was watching, the events clearly didn't inspire him. Aspas' record for Spain is remarkable. 
at least in terms of being impossible to understand. He has a mere 18 caps when a 33-year-old of his talent should have upwards of 80, at least. No coach of La Roja has ever permitted him more than 68 minutes in any Spain game. An Aspas total of 684 minutes across those 18 caps, it's miserly. However, this being the genius of the Balaidos, his goals per minute ratio is pretty exceptional. Aspas has hit the net for Spain every 114 minutes, including big wins over Argentina, England, France, Italy and Croatia. Big scalps. If you include his assists, Aspas is responsible for Spain putting the ball in the net every 57 minutes when he's involved, and that's stellar. He's special, but not sufficiently so for Luis Enrique. Spain's task these next few days is to beat Greece in Athens, something they couldn't manage in Granada last March. Brackets, but they did this time! <laughs> so that they haven't already missed out on the single automatic World Cup qualifying spot by the time they host Sweden in Seville on Sunday night. The loss of Ferran, Oyarzabal, Jeremy and Gerard Moreno means a dearth of 27 goals scored for La Roja, never mind assists. Perhaps Aspas, who's not played since winning in the Faroe Islands in June 2019, could have been the hero in waiting? This guy's going to finish his career undeservedly without a senior trophy or medal to his name. But these few days, as well as continually keeping Celta in the top division, could have been the piece de resistance of his latter career. Imagine taking the call, accepting Luis Enrique's apologies for the second time, leading the line or coming off the bench and ensuring that Spain don't miss out on World Cup qualification for the first time since 1974. That would have been right out of the Iago Aspas storybook. Spain's brilliant but usually unforgiving coach really did apologise to Aspas once before. It was the beginning of Luis Enrique's reign in 2018 and it was the start of the UEFA Nations League. Aspas originally didn't make the squad until Diego Costa dropped out. Not only was the Galician called up as a replacement, he started at Wembley and Spain won. Afterwards, Luis Enrique admitted, Before you work with somebody, you form an idea of them. Then you work in training, you see your mistake, and you try to solve things. I'm always open to players surprising me, because the benefit of the team must always be more important than a coach's personal opinion. Hmm. Personal opinion. Words which can be interpreted in a couple of ways, you'd admit. At any rate, Aspas was dropped for the next match. But let's be clear here. Luis Enrique and Jordi Alba ended up very far from friends in the last months when the former was coaching Barcelona. And, initially, Alba wasn't picked for Spain when Luis Enrique took over. But as soon as form dictated that it was impossible not to recall the Catalan, the two met, shook hands and united forces. So, is the door 
permanently closed for Aspas as far as playing for his country goes. It isn't to his benefit when Luis Enrique's former assistant and temporary stand-in, Robert Moreno, who was removed for disloyalty, criticised his ex-boss for not choosing Aspas for Euro 2020. In my opinion, that did the Celta record scorer zero favours. I'd guess that Aspas is on the naughty list for one of two reasons. Either he disobeyed tactical instructions or he was caught dissing his national team coach in word or deed. Those are cold places to be as far as Luis Enrique is concerned. So, in Spain terms, he's right up against it. Just like he usually is for Celta. So, don't rule out the idea that somehow Iago Aspas defies improbability and turns things back round his way. Right now, it's Luis Enrique's immovable object against Aspas' irresistible force. And frankly, you'd back the immovable object. But Barcelona will tell you, never write off Iago Aspas. Mm-hmm.